If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably shot him. I'm here, Jabba. Been waiting. Hello, and you are very welcome to episode two of Blabba the Hutt. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. This is your host, Kate, and once again, I'm joined all the way from Ireland by our other host, Gary O'Toole. How's it going, Gary? Evening, Kate. How are we? Doing pretty good, although it's afternoon here. (laughs) It's definitely evening here. Yeah, that time difference, huh? Ah, uh, we make it work. Gets us every time. <laughs> All right. So, how you been? How are things going? Yeah, things are good, aside from the the lovely Irish weather, which is its usual self. Oh, yeah. Today. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix, we've had probably our hottest day of the year so far. Now it's cooled down to like 100 degrees, so... Good. Only a hundred degrees. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a, a cold snap for here <laughs> this time of year. Yeah, it's been it's been actually really cold here today. Um, temperatures reading about eleven degrees Celsius currently. Oh wow, what's that in Fahrenheit? <laughs> I haven't got a clue. I'd need to ask Siri at this stage. Uh, that's okay. That's all good. Anywho. So how how have you enjoyed the launch of new Blaba 2.0? It's been really positive. We've had a I see some comments through Twitter and some on Facebook as well, and I've had a couple of messages on Instagram. So people seem to be. Do we want to do any shout outs? Um, I don't think we need to do any shout outs right now until uh, you know, maybe we start getting some of our comments and feedback back. Oh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Jay on Twitter. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks Jay, and I, your gong droid is awesome. <laughs> and thanks for listening, so yeah. Maybe we need to do like a listener feedback segment at some point. Well, I mean, the listeners do drive our conversation, you know, we're always open to suggestions. I did want to point out too that on Anchor there is a voicemail feature. Uh, nobody's used it yet, but if you want to try to give that a shot, we can definitely try to use some listener audio in episodes as well. And that's a really cool way to do it. Yeah, so if anybody has any questions, that would be a nice segment to do. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so moving on. How has your week in Star Wars been, Gary? This has actually been the quietest week in Star Wars I've had for a while. Um, <laughs> I, we literally had a charity event um, earlier today for an Irish charity called Pieta House, who deal with suicide and self-harm. That was essentially all I've done this week in Star Wars. There's been nothing else to report home about, aside from shout out to our good friends at uh, Penguin Random House for giving us our review copies of Alphabet Squadron. Very cool, which we will be talking about later. Yeah, looking forward to that. Very cool. So what kind of stuff did you do at the charity event? The charity event was walking along 
Grafton Street in Dublin, which you're more than familiar with, Kate, after your time here. <laughs> That's so where we... the Disney store is, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so we were stationed at uh, one of the little convenience stores there, and we did a photo shoot and a couple of walks up and down Grafton Street, raising much-needed funds for such a, a worthy cause in Pieta House. Very cool. That's amazing. Lots of uh, positive responses with, with your costumes and everything. Oh, yeah, especially when we were doing the, the photo shoot, there was a lot of... A lot of interest in you know why we were there who we were what we were all about so it was it's always nice to to drum up a crowd but i mean the adults are just as bad as the kids <laughs> funny uh and which of your costumes were you in i was in my tie pilot uh for this one i couldn't wear the jello with the with the rain that was due to come i would be absolutely saturated gotcha <laughs> And you? So my my week in Star Wars has been even quieter than that. Um, about the only thing of note was I found some really good deals at the grocery store, just in a random like clearance book bin. So I found some pretty cool books. They're like kids' books, but still. So the one is by Pablo Hidalgo, and it's a Star Wars Rebels book. And so it's got this beautiful concept artwork from, I think it might have been like right as Rebels was being released. And so it's a, it's a pretty cool little book. It's, you know, got Ezra's origin story basically. And then just the beautiful pictures and, you know, a lot of the inspiration and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. And then there was also a couple read-along books that came with like little CDs that have, you know, the audio with it. So I think that was Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And then that book that was called Before the Awakening, which is like a like a junior grade book, I think, where it's got like Ray, Poe, and Finn's stories before the Force Awakens. And so like all those together were like I want to say like $3 or something. <laughs> so it was like crazy cheap. Hashtag bargain. Yeah. So I was, I always am happy to get Star Wars bargains. Um, other than that, just, you know, doodling some Star Wars stuff on my new iPad. But Everyone yeah, seems to be getting new iPads. <laughs> Everyone yeah. seems to be drawing. You're like the third person that I know that has gotten their new iPads for for their art yeah yeah especially like if you get the the Apple pencil and then I'm using procreate it's really fun. yeah yeah my friend Amy got it as well so everybody seems to be uh have gotten the the drawing bug all of a sudden well it, it's a great way to do it and you know it saves a lot more space than using paper and save some trees I'm sure I'm sure the walks appreciate your sentiment <laughs> Yep, I did do an Ewok. So yeah, I'm just kind of still fooling around with it and learning. I'm so envious that you can draw. I just, I have no artistic <laughs> flair at all. Yeah, you're you're creative in other ways, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, nothing will ever be in school when I drew a cloud and the teacher thought it was a sheep. <laughs> They're both kind of like fluffy and I can see where that would... No, 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 no. 
I, I, there was no legs, there was no head, <laughs> there was no bah speech bubble. It was just a cloud. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. So, um, did you notice last week or so when I was editing the podcast, I put a question on there, like a little trivia thing, what hadn't been said during the episode? <laughs> I wonder, did people get that right? I wanted to, to say the answer on this episode because we actually forgot to do something last week. Do you know where I'm going with this? Go cool. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay, so hold on. I'm going to pull up the the um, poll and see what people said. Kind of was a trick question. Somewhat. <laughs> kind of. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of people were thrown off by Ben Swallow. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Ben Swallow did win out in the end by 38%. Okay, so yeah, Ben Swallow won. Um, but that was incorrect because that was something that I talked about with Val in the interview at Phoenix Band Fusion. So the answer was actually, drum roll please, <laughs> Punch It Chewy. So if you'll remember, um, back in classic Blaba, that's something we used to say a lot, uh, before we would go into our main discussion. So, do you want to do the honors this time, Gary? Are you ready? Yes. Punch it, Chewy. Okay, so now into our main discussion slash discussions. <laughs> All right, so this last week, at least I'm not sure when it is over there, but um, in the U.S., Alphabet Squadron was released. So, it seems... Like, a lot of people were very, very excited by this. So, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, yeah. So, why don't we just start with an overview of it. What is Alphabet Squadron all about, Gary? Well, I actually wanted to ask you a question of it since we were saying (laughs) earlier. I seem to be a little bit more read up on it than you were. So, Mike... So my question to you was going to be, when you first heard the title Alphabet Squadron, what immediately came to mind for me was, when I think Alphabet, I think A to Z, a mix of, you know, a little bit of everything, almost like a a ragtag band, and that was my sort of expectation going into it, and that seems to have been what what we are essentially dealing with in this novel. Did you have any initial thoughts or theories when you heard the title? I mean, I was never super into um, the EU, but I mean, it was reminiscent of like the X-Wing series, I want to say, maybe. Is that kind of what they're going for? There has for? been a lot of... In, in, in some ways, but there are a lot of links to familiar stuff within current canon presently. Okay. Very good. So, okay, with regards to Alphabet Squadron, I thought it would be a really cool thing for us to talk about because a number of things jumped at everyone from the announcement and the subsequent details which later followed with Alphabet Squadron. Um, The first thing to mention is it is a Marvel crossover event. People have noticed that on the cover and were wondering what it was about. It actually crossed over with a Marvel comic series. Very cool. 
Yeah, which was pretty cool. But I think one of the primary reasons I was so excited for um, Alphabet Squadron was that it's post-Return of the Jedi. I like and that time period. Yeah, I really don't think there have been enough stories told post-Return of the Jedi. I think there are so many interesting characters and events that could be opened up to and explored. Yeah, it seems like they really got stuck in that time period between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back with a lot of the stuff, especially like comics especially. And it just seemed like it was like why are you stuck there? Like there's so much more to explore. So yeah, this is definitely good. Yep, certainly it is and the cast of characters for those who will remember Alexander Freed wrote um our actual Battlefront novel. Very cool. And I actually did not read that. I believe you did, right? I did read the novel and I had very mixed feelings about it. But the one thing that I was looking forward to with this book was something which Alexander Freed did with Battle uh, Battlefront book was the characters that he seems to create are quite unique. And that's one thing that Del Rey and everybody involved with the book seem to be pushing was that this is a a ragtag band of characters you know everyone with extremely different backgrounds intertwined Mm -hmm. and interwoven into this one story and we'll explore a little bit more of that as well and it will be interesting to see how they interact with a very very familiar face Hera right? (laughs) Hera Syndulla yes General Hera Syndulla so yeah, yeah cool. I, I think that I think that was kind of known beforehand. So that was yeah. that was pretty so, interesting. Um, are you going to talk more about the characters? Yeah, that's what I th- I do on the Delray Twitter. Didn't they tweet out a bunch of really cool like facts and stuff about some of these characters? Maybe we can put that in. Let me bring it up. Yep, certainly we can. So we had already met one character the our primary antagonist in Yerka Quell who is an X-wing pilot Where did we meet Quell? Through the Marvel crossover event. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have not read that. Yeah. So, and um, we had been getting little So is that the uh, main character kind of? Yeah, Yerka Quell would be the 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 main character and I suppose the Is that the, the one on the above. cover too? Yes. Okay. It is. She is an X Wing pilot. Gotcha. So then shall we move on to uh some different characters or do you wanna learn a little bit more about Yurka Quell? Yeah, do you have more facts? Yeah, so Yurka Quell was essentially uh, an Imperial who has defected to the Rebellion. Interesting. And her and her squad are assigned a mission by Hera and that they need to track down a mysterious branch of uh, TIE fighter pilots known as Shadow Wing. So this is where Mm. the newly formed unit comes in that they must go after Shadow Wing who are uh, I suppose a, a brethren of extremely dangerous TIE fighter pilots hmm. so so that it... very cool is Leia in this at all? no 
we're not. Oh, so it's like before it, she's leaving the job. Yeah, this is being looked at. It's, it's like this right is being looked after solely right. from the rebellion point of view. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not going to give too much away regards that. Well, the next character is a character that I am particularly interested in, okay. who is Carius. And I've heard I've heard so many mixed uh, spellings of that name, but that's how <laughs> I'm gonna be saying it. So the first thing to point out is <laughs> she is a U-wing pilot, so that bodes well for me because <laughs> I love U-wings. Uh-huh. But the one the one particular point that I'm interested in, Kate, is this is a character on the Rebellion who hides behind a mask. So yeah, so that's the one in the mask in that picture. Yes. Interesting. So, and then it also says um, that she has her own secrets that are classified. Her own, not secrets, challenges. Yep, it seems like she has a, a quite a, a checkered past, probably the best way to describe hmm. it. Very but I like, interesting. But I like that fact, though, to somebody who hides behind the mask. So, you know, uh, emotions are hard to, to lock down I suppose mm-hmm. but with this being a novel I'm hoping we certainly will be able to get into her headspace to gain a better understanding with Star Wars masks are often very iconic you know Darth Vader Boba Fett, Kylo Emphis Ness so yeah it'll be interesting to see the direction it goes with that and there seems to be a little bit of a Knight of Ren vibe. Hmm. Somewhat. Interesting. Very interesting. So, moving on then. We have Wild Lark. Okay. I've, I've also heard this pronounced as Wild Lark. So, this character has quite an interesting um, concept background. So, let me just read how Del Rey have um, described the character. A youth spent on the backs of flying beasts on his peaceful remote homeworld gave Wild Lark a near supernatural gift for piloting, as well as a as a, and a well of kindness and empathy that has never run dry. But war is a precarious place for a soul as gentle as his. Aww. So what what sticks out to you there with respect to his description there, Kate? Uh, he doesn't seem like he's a fighter. He's a lover. <laughs> Well, that's what that's one way of describing it. <laughs> I like that a near supernatural gift for piloting. That kind of reminds me of like Ezra with his animal connection. Yes, there is a, a little bit of a an homage there. I feel, and especially with the flying beasts, we encountered that in Rebels as well, didn't we? Mhm. So I think I think this. I think there's going to be a lot of familiar tones. It's it's poetry. It all rhymes, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, next up on the list, we have Nat Tencent. So, this seems to be somebody who has fought his entire life. So, to give you a, a read of his profile. His easy demeanor makes him seem like a starport lunkhead. But don't be fooled. Nat Tencent is a survivor. He outlived his unit, he outlived the Empire, and now that Lieutenant Quell has pulled him back into the war, he's determined to outlive her too. Wow, so he kind of seems like the opposite of the guy before him. 
Almost like a, a yin and a yang? Yeah. That could be some interesting dynamics there. And this is somebody who has seen his own unit meet their doom mm. and has, you know, survived that completely and is now called back into war. You know, that makes me question what kind of individual would step away from war after seeing such death and destruction and then mm-hmm. allow himself to be pulled back in. Hmm. You know, was it by choice or was it by alternative motives? Yeah. We shall see. That makes me um really curious regards that character. And next up then we have a character who seems to be getting a lot of praise and admiration online. Shasna Shadik, And I've seen a little bit of an interview with Alexander Freed with respect to Chas. That I'm not going to give anything away with. But this is a unique character. So with respect to her biography. She has watched her heroes fall one after another in the name of freedom. Leaving her behind. Now as the tide turns Chas is adrift. Alphabet's mission may be her chance to find meaning in her life. If she can be convinced not to seek it in debt. Can I read the fun fact about her? You can. <laughs> she keeps a collection of music in her B-Wing to listen to and sings along with during battle. One of her favorite, or one one of her fallen heroes, Jin Erso. Yeah. And additionally, actually, Kate, the, a fun fact for Nat Tencent, mm-hmm. the unit who wiped out his unit was Shadowing, was that Mm. band of Thai pilots. Okay. So I think banded within there, there's a lot of animosity and adversity. Hmm. So this is like the same time period as Aftermath trilogy, right? I think it differs ever so slightly, but it is post ROTJ. They're contemporaries, so I wonder if there'll be any crossovers with like any of those characters. Potentially could be. Hmm. Or maybe hints at yeah. other things going on. Very cool. Yeah, but then to, to finish that off, the folks at Delray gave us sort of a, a little bit of a summary for each character mm-hmm. that I think is very, very interesting. So you mentioned the one with um, Karyos that she has her own challenges and they're classified. Mm-hmm. So that makes me wonder a lot about that character. Is that why she hides behind the mask? Mm-hmm. Or is Karyos uh, a nom de plume, if you will? Maybe she's and uh, Darth Maul's daughter. Well, that's a, well, that's out there. <laughs> she wants to hide because she looks like him. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, we're going to be speculating on that one for a while. <laughs> then, with Chas, sole survivor of her squadron twice. Hmm. Man, that's got to be... soul-destroying. Talk about survivor's guilt. Yeah, so that's something that I'm really hoping we get to see is into Chas's headspace as well. Probably like post-traumatic stress too, I'm thinking. 
yeah it it could be one avenue clashed in with that without mm-hmm. doubt and I love the next one with Nat untrustworthy by his own admission <laughs> so he's kind of a snake maybe that's one way of looking at it but re- re- regards untrustworthy is he untrusting of others or does he not trust himself oh that's true it could go either way mm. or both ways it could do and then I like Wild being homesick yeah he seems like a cute little cinnamon roll yeah he seems <laughs> he seems like the probably fair to say Wild is perhaps the, the baby of the of the bunch aww and then with uh, Quell a self-confessed traitor we know that she was a, a former Imperial who has defected much like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of Imperials after the you know the death of the the death of the Emperor. Yeah, we have seen that story a few times now. Huh? We have. And it's always it's always garnered mixed results, fair to say. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see how what avenues it goes down. Man, we could do an episode just about defectors. Absolutely we could. But um it's an avenue that works well, I think. Yeah. So do you have any of the characters there to which you think you would be drawn to or want to learn more about? They all sound interesting in in one way or another. And I I think that's kind of interesting how, you know, so th- is it like there's like an X-wing, a Y-wing, a B-wing? What are did I miss? An A-wing and the U-wing. And the U-wing. So like that's kind of cool. I was I looked at a few reviews yep. and things online, and someone was saying that in the book it's kind of an in-universe joke as much as it is in our universe, like the alphabet thing. So that's kind of funny. Oh, also, Kate, the one thing that we that we didn't mention with this this is a trilogy. Oh, that was my next question. I was going to ask you how many books are planned. Yes, Alphabet Squadron is the Alphabet Squadron is the beginning of a trilogy. For now, who knows? It could go into more trilogies or. For which I do believe Alexander Freed is going to uh, be writing the all, all oh, three. Nice. Keep some consistency. Yes. Yeah. So, if the response for this is very well received, can you envision this as a Disney Plus series at some point? Are we Are we really thinking that far ahead to <laughs> Disney Plus? Since we don't, I mean, we're not even getting Disney Plus here. You're not. As far as I know, is that is Disney Plus initially not um just US? What? How are you gonna watch The Mandalorian? Yeah, I th- I thought I I read something uh, a while back that Disney Plus initially will be just the US. Now that could have been totally wrong or or a complete speculation. But re- with regards to your question, no, I don't because I think we've already seen uh something that would be quite similar in terms of Star Wars Resistance with a squadron of fighters. So I think that would be unlikely, but never say never. Any final thoughts on Alphabet? I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the future. I'll just say that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We got the news in Star Wars Celebration about Fallen Jedi. 
That's what it's called, right? <laughs> so with E3 this week, I've been even really. Have you been keeping up with that with that coverage at all? With respect to Fallen Jedi, oh yeah. So there was some gameplay of that, right? Yeah, there was a 12, 13 minute segment, give or, give or take. And that's due of, to be released, I think, in November, right? It's November 15th, if I'm correct. Okay, so should we talk about that for a little while? Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be taking place, I assume, the same time period as, like, Ezra. So, like, right off between... Episode 3 and episode 4, right? This is set after Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So it's after the Jedi Purge, and so... Cal, Cal is his name, right? What's his Cal name? Kestis. Cal Kestis is this Jedi... He looks... He's probably a little older than Ezra, right? Or not... Why am I saying Ezra? Kanan. Yeah, I... <laughs> I'm getting them mixed up. <laughs> So, oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking of Kanan, sorry. <laughs> so, kind of similar. Well, he is just described as a young Force user. The only description we have of him is that he is a young Force user and budding Jedi. So, I just, he like, just based on how he looks, like, he looked a little older than probably Kanan it was, I think, when Kanan lost his master with the Order 66. But it's kind of a similar storyline. I think he might... Do you think he's still a, an a, apprentice? Yeah, I. that's actually been a topic of debate online, whether he had actually reached the status of Padawan because he was simply described as a young Force user and budding Jedi. So okay. why not just say Padawan? Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I have EA Play 2019, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, details and gameplay revealed uh, from the Star Wars website. So, were there any, like, tidbits from that? Oh, of course, we didn't mention the awesome little droid. (laughs) I was waiting for you to mention that. Of course, I zoned in on that, like, right away. He's BD1. He's a cute little thing. He's like, he's little. He can like climb up on his shoulder and he looks like a good boy. And he does boop. (laughs) Boop. Yep. Gotta do the boops. So what is the major plot of this game? It's essentially what you would expect with respect to after the Jedi Purge and Order 66 that... Cal has to go into hiding and goes into complete survival mode. Unfortunately, things don't go according to plan. They never really do at times like this, do they? And as a result, he he is forced to expose who he is and, you know, expose his, his powers. I mean, if you have force abilities, it's just, it's going to be so hard. Not to use them. <laughs> it is going to be extremely hard in that sense, yeah. Well, I mean, of course, I guess Boop did it, so it's not impossible to cut it off completely. But, I mean, I guess if you're younger, too, it's probably harder. It is, and 
he's he's up against obviously what what is a very familiar adversary to those of us who are fans of rebels in the inquisitors Ooh, are they gonna have their little helicopter lightsaber things it it certainly looks like it, but Cal <laughs> is being Cal is being hunted down by I believe the second sister. Oh, okay. And I read a little article that she is going to be a big problem because she is that power powerful that she would be able to control the joystick of Cal's uh, aircraft mm. remote remotely, so from a distance, so. I would be anticipating she is an incredibly powerful force user. Wow. So there's another familiar face in this one that caught my attention. Saw Guerrera. So we've nice. seen him pop up in quite a few places now. So that's kind of cool. Uh, just to see the continuity like that across the different mediums. It certainly is. What do you think we'll see from him in this? I think we'll see an earlier version of Saw than we would have done in Rogue One where he's not gone completely round the bend. I think we'll see somebody who perhaps has a bit more morals and an understanding of his role and his purpose. Oh, is Jin supposed to be in this? I'm saying nothing, Kate. We're not spoiling for people. You're jumping ten. You're jumping ten feet ahead there. Well, I was just thinking though, because like she went, if it's the right time period, she'll be like a young soldier for him. So that could be interesting. Mhm. It could potentially be, and I've also just found that Cal is in fact uh, a Padawan. Oh, okay. And being described as a Padawan turned fugitive. Hmm. So that kind of would indicate that he's actively being chased, I would think. Yeah, that's what it certainly sounds like, that they know he survived or that a number of Jedi survived and he is one of them. What is this giant spider tick thing? It's gross. Looks like a, oh, it's a Y-shock spider. Yuck. So if you want to see a picture of that, head over to StarWars.com. How do you think this is going to rate as a Star Wars game compared to some of the other ones? Like Battlefront, for example. Well, that's what I was going to say. Maybe if we talk through how the game is being described and take a look at some of the mechanics, we can maybe give our own opinions of the differentiation with Battlefront. Yeah. So it is described as a third-person action-adventure. Cool. So what would Battlefront be described as? I would say that would have been... That could have been described as that, but I'd say that would have been more a third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. And then, like, with with the second one, you could go into the story mode. You could with, uh, Infer- with Inferno Squad. So then the sort of um, mechanics and things that they're focusing on is lightsaber combat and, in particular, needing to refine your skills in blocking, striking, and dodging your enemies. Hmm. So... I would be hoping that fluidity of the mechanics is a big, big thing. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I do think we will get because there was a video featured of Cal running along a a wall. So doing a wall run, almost like a sort of Assassin's Creed-ish, which to me would Mm -hmm. seem 
um, something that the fans have been clamoring for as opposed to you know the traditional games where it's all microtransactions and different game modes for which I know there was a lot of back and forth between and I know as gamers ourselves we had a lot of uh, feedback back and forth with a number of our listeners who were into Battlefront and some who weren't so this is going to be interesting to see where it is you know a, a set story and a set concept yeah that'll be interesting to see man November is just going to be insane with that and then there's the Mandalorian coming out and was there I feel like there was something else too I think around that time we're going to get more details about Cassian's series that's going to be awesome it is going to be awesome but Kate we're forgetting well speaking of more droids we haven't talked about what your little companion friend will do in Fallen Jedi oh yeah what does he do I don't really know much about him I just saw him like (laughs) and got excited so tell me more about his features and what he can do so the abilities that uh, BD1 is going to be used for is aiding you in searching your environment aiding you in finding <laughs> aiding you in finding the quickest paths towards safety and it looks like he has the ability to be used as somewhat of a medical droid to aid your Aww, health after it's fighting it's actually short for buddy droid you're only seeing that now? So yeah <laughs> adorable yeah well that's what he seems to be he does seem to be a, a definitive companion in in every sense oh, wow. of the Did word you see who it's voiced by who bd or buddy droid no i actually didn't see the voice for it no so this article it says that he's voiced by legendary sound designer ben burt oh we did oh there was oh there was an article on that Oh, and he can be a flashlight, just like I use my iPhone. Well, yeah, I would be assuming if he can find the path to safety, especially at night, he would be able. He would need to to light the way. <laughs> I want, I want a real one. <laughs> we need to start manufacturing real buddy droids. Oh yeah, I would be hopeful that we uh, that we could. They can do that at Galaxy's Edge, hopefully. And- so another thing to mention that reading through another article which seems very very interesting Cal is aided by a former Jedi Knight who serves as his men who serves as his mentor throughout the game and the Jedi Knight's name was uh, it looks like Serge Yunda Hmm. C-E-R-E-J-U-N-D-A and the scenario that they have been presented with is that the good guys have essentially lost. It's the absolute bottom. Hmm. They can't go any lower. Wow. So are you excited for this game? This game I am very, very excited for because there's a lot of stuff in there that I think we had been crying out for with Battlefront. Mm-hmm. You know, getting rid of the microtransactions that it's story-based fluid mechanics. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. And in tandem with Alphabet Squadron being post-Return of the Jedi, I think post-Revenge of the Sith around the time of Order 66 Mm -hmm. 
is another particularly interesting era in terms of storytelling and the directions that we can move in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am excited for it too. I'm like the the first shooter games. Like as you know, I'm not necessarily the best at. So I'm hoping like the story mode might be a little easier for me. Well, one would hope, but I mean, you're not that bad at Battlefront. We've seen worse. <laughs> you're too kind. <laughs> I you have did absolutely. The 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 thing that I. <laughs> I'm really interested in finding out about this, Kate, is that the visuals do look stunning. I think everybody would agree on that. Yes. If you haven't watched the uh, trailer that they played at Star Wars Celebration, that will be... You need to go watch that right, right now. Oh, speaking of Star Wars Celebration, should we mention that the Star Wars Celebration announcement... Oh, yes, that it has kind been. Kind of a tangent. Yeah, that it has been announced for August next year. Yes. And it's a four-day event instead of five. Mm-hmm. And I have already seen the arguments over the VIP tickets now already. Oh, man. Because they are... Fi- what are the arguments? Because it's $50 dearer for a less-day event. Mm-hmm. No reserve panel seating, no nothing like that. Wow. At the moment, yeah. Oh boy. It seems like there's always some sort of controversy. So, it should be interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely won't be going anyway. <laughs> no, I, de- I definitely won't be going. I mean, for a four-day four event and it's $50 dearer for VIP. Yeah. You know, that's... Well, I, I'm, st- I'm hoping to go... So obviously we'll keep you guys updated, and it's just it's about a like a six hour drive for me, so it's not too bad. And I kind of, you know, I've been there a couple of times to Anaheim, so it's kind of nice because I know the area. So if I go, yeah, it would be really fun. Oh yeah, you know if you can go, go. But I, plus for, for me, edge. well, I I I get that this year, so. <laughs> Uh-huh. I don't know when I'll be able to go, so... That would be kind of cool just to, to do it all at once. But Yeah, no, it it definitely would be. The only thing is, I think it's just going to be complete and utter chaos. Yeah. That's the one thing that I'm, I'm kind of thinking ahead of. That's a celebration, though. Yeah, but Although I mean, add to, that, add to that Galaxy's Edge. I heard a rumor about a after-hours after event at Galaxy's Edge. So that'll be interesting. What would ticket numbers be like for that, though? I don't know. It's going to be insane. They'll have to take over all of Disneyland and like convert it all to Galaxy's Edge. They would have to for the numbers. <laughs> I know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I definitely guess we will see. But then, leading back leading back to uh, Fallen... Well, whatever whatever way people have prepared to announce it, it is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but it seems to be going by Fallen Jedi Online. So whatever people are whatever people are happy to to refer to it as. Um the one thing that I'm interested in, as I said, the vigils look stunning, I think everybody will will agree with that. 
I'm wondering how the sounds or the music will fare. Because everything associated with Star Wars, the music and the visuals, are an enormous part of everything. So that makes me wonder, will this still sound like something familiar as much as it looks? I think it will. I know... Um, our, do you ever listen to the um, soundtrack show with David W. Collins? I do. Um, actually, it might have even been before that when he was still doing Star Wars Oxygen. But he had an interview with one of the composers from the first Battlefront, I want to say. And it was mm-hmm. super interesting because it was one of the planets. He had, he had come up with completely new music. But, you know, it fits right in. And, and I think it was like one of the lava planets or something. But he was explaining, you know, like his process and everything. So it's super interesting. I can't remember who that was. Do you know who that was? Maybe they'll be able to get that same guy. Yeah. And another way that I'm looking at it, Kate, is, and you can tell me whether you disagree or not, but I think with this being around Revenge of the post Revenge of the Sith, how close are they going to go towards the, I suppose, the, the feel and the nostalgia of A New Hope? Yeah, that's an interesting question too. You know, with this tailing towards the the beginning of it all as such. Mm-hmm. Are they going to build towards that feeling of nostalgia or are they going to, you know, separate it out? I wonder if it'll be similar in feel to Rogue One, which was right before that. That's potentially one avenue it could go down for I think, sure. I think we're all going to be pleasantly surprised by how awesome this game is it is a game that i am really looking forward to i mean i know i was excited for battlefront 2 but that was mostly mm-hmm. for the the storyline with Aiden versio and mm-hmm. inferno squad but i am very very excited for jedi fallen order so i think that for me is um is something that we've been crying out for as gamers and hopefully ea can deliver on this one Yes, it should be very good. I was about to ask you, did you have any final thoughts with respect to to Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited for it. It's just, it seems like something really different than what we've been getting with the last Battlefront game. So it should be kind of a fresh take on some more Star Wars content. So that's always fun and should be exciting. You? For me... The one thing I'm hoping for is post-Order 66, I think it has to be dark. I think it has Mm -hmm. to be a little bit edgier. That for me is Mm -hmm. the the big thing that I am going to be be watching for. But I do hope there is a feeling of nostalgia in building towards, you know, what started it all. That's what I'm really hoping for with respect to that. Cut the channel, Red 2. All right, so should we wrap things up and put a bow on it? <laughs> yep, yeah, works for me. Cool. All right, so like we said before, we would love to hear from you guys. Um, are you enjoying the show? What kind of stuff would you like to hear? Um, so, yeah, drop us a line. You can send an email to flobbathehut at gmail.com or say hi on social media. Or like I said before, you can... 
try out that very cool voicemail feature if you want to be featured on the show. I think we always do appreciate feedback, you know, with us relaunching as a 2.0, myself and you, Kate, we are still trying to figure things out and how how best to, to work things around. So any feedback from the folks listening with respect to that is is always appreciated. You know, we want to put out the, the best show possible. Yeah, absolutely. So a big thank you to everyone who's listened to our previous episode and now this episode and we got lots of fun stuff planned for the future so thanks for sticking with us we really do appreciate it and so again if you want to follow us personally my twitter at is at kamadu that's at k-a-m-i-d-u-u and you can find me on twitter and instagram aplocool so at P-L-O underscore K-O-O-L. All right. So anything else you wanted to mention before we say goodbye? <laughs> Actually, I think we we should mention something. Um, we need to give a, a massive shout out to a friend of the show. And listeners and readers of comic books will be very, very familiar with the name Will Sliney. Okay. Will is one of the most well-known Irish comic book artists and he has done a lot of the art and things for the Galaxy's Edge comics and the Han Solo comics. And here in Ireland, Will has been chosen to be an ambassador for Cork University Hospital. Congratulations. So yeah, he's been chosen with it. Yeah, so along with a a couple of other well-known faces within Ireland he's been chosen as an ambassador for their children's unit there which is uh, a phenomenal achievement and obviously a sensational cause so huge congratulations to to Will on that one very nice we need to try to get him on the show sometime oh we 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 will there's there's no doubt about that I've I've reached out to him a couple of times awesome yeah, that would be super cool. Okay, well, Gary, it's been lovely talking to you, and till the spire. Till the spire. <laughs> Did we say that right? Yeah, till the spire, yeah. Till the spire. All right, so we'll catch you next time. <laughs>